0: hey welcome back everybody welcome to svt i'm sam i'm joined with vince and tyler hello what's going on hello guys i haven't seen you guys in forever (laughs) what's up? yeah right
1: (laughs) just disclaimer here um i I, i'm gonna bust out sam here this man went to bed at like 2 33 a.m and Definitely had a few beers with me today. Yeah, so if he sounds a little tired, I I do apologize. I I definitely contributed to maybe some sleepiness.
0: (laughs) Man, we got it in last night. It's gonna be the first time. Uh, Pause,
1: pause, pause, pause. Um, me and Sam were not hanging out together last night.
0: (laughs) Right, we were not. No, I had to. <laughs> I had to get my partying in last night because uh, I'm gonna be busy for the ne- next few weekends. So I will have no time of my own because I'll be working, uh, working at my normal job and working a part time job now. So doing some some performance stuff. So, uh, so I had to get it all out of my system, and I'm paying for it today. But breakfast was hey, great. Ma'am. Yeah, oh, there's a pizza. Later. I'm gonna have a pizza later. <laughs> Ooh, I got pizza I get.
2: coming in a little bit. Actually,
0: what did you get? I...
2: Oh, Vince? me pizza. Uh, I'm getting uh, uh, Bronco Billy's, and I'm getting just a slice of a uh, bull Durham, which is the oh. all meat one. Yeah. where uh,
1: where you getting Bronco Billy's at? Uh, I'm
2: getting it delivered because my birthday is coming up tomorrow, and that's what I'm having my birthday dinner for. But
1: where's I... it delivering from? San Leandro. Oh, oh, so oh no, no, no.
2: Bronco Billies. Billies is in Hayward up by Cal State uh, East Bay.
1: So. Oh, there is one in Hayward. Okay. I always go to the one in Fremont and I always think of the one in, in Niles. Yeah. So I forget there's one in yeah. Hayward.
2: I mean, used to have like all my little league parties there. Uh, yeah. Uh, when yeah. I was, you know, little.
1: That pizza is off the hook. Love it.
0: I haven't, I've um, already so- where uh, I got my pizza, but it looks good.
1: <laughs> Skippelini's. <laughs>
0: have you had that?
1: Yeah, so my mom used to work in, in Concord area, and uh, I used to meet her, you know, when I was in college, because I went to school down the street from there, so I'd meet her, and we'd go to lunch, and a lot of times, we would just go to lunch to Skipolini's, and, uh, you know, maybe we we're cut for the same cloth, but she would definitely have, like, a, uh, a glass of wine at lunch, and be like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yo, it looks good. I can't wait to dig <laughs> into that after the show. But anyway, let's get to uh let's get to some sports. We're gonna start off with the NFL.
1: Yeah, man, a big move. Uh I wasn't expecting the Chiefs to I guess I guess when they made their their signing for their wide receiver um for Juju, I wasn't expecting that Tyreek was gonna be moved, but apparently that seems to be the situation. So Tyreek is now in Miami. Uh, I, I think I don't know what the details of his deal is. Do, do you have that Finn Spinge? I, I don't have
2: it handy right now. Okay. Um, I can I can effort that real quick.
1: I know he signed a, a a a pretty lucrative deal. I think what was puzzling to me about that was that they gave a good deal to Juju and I don't understand why they couldn't give that deal to Tyreek. Okay,
2: so Tyreek's I, uh, contract um Hill's contract is guaranteed guarantees 53.4 million at signing plus another 19.6 million, um, next year. Um, he'll keep, he'll be in Miami through the, t- uh, end of the 2026 season. Um, and that'll be his age 32, uh, year, uh, season when he's done. So they just bought out the bulk of his, um, uh, prime years. So.
1: That's so crazy to me. I don't know. I, I think with everything going on with how the Raiders signed Adams and, uh, the, the charge, I'm mean, sorry, not the Chargers, the Broncos getting uh, Russell. I I just wasn't expecting the Chiefs to move on from their number one wide receiver, but you know, yeah, teach your own, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they just weren't going to be able to make the cap fit with Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, during, you know, with all the money. Um, and from what I read, he wanted a new deal and with the Devontae Adams deal. Uh, kind of shot his number up in his mind, I think, or his agent's mind. And it wasn't going to happen. So I guess they got compensated, you know, as much as they could. But what does this do for Miami, man? Like Um, like all of a sudden Miami is kind of exciting.
2: We're going to find out for sure if Tua can do the job. That's for damn sure. Um, uh, He'll either succeed or they're going to find a new quarterback because they have plenty of ammunition to go up and get one uh, n- next year's draft, which is rumored to be pretty quarterback heavy in terms of uh top talent. So uh, this is to a sink or swim moment. Uh, so we're, we're going to see what happens. Also, it's just kind of funny, like this off season, more than any other offseason, it feels like uh, the general managers of the NFL are taking trade advice from uh, your uncle in your home fantasy football league. Like mm-hmm. this is, This is wild, man. Like I I just like so many huge names are just moving all over the damn place. And
0: uh, And we're not done.
2: uh, We're seeing, there's no way we're not done. There's some, there's going to be another uh, few pieces to fall. Uh, Jimmy G is still waiting on Carolina to, and the 49ers to agree. What what do you,
1: what do you think about? I know that Carolina was in the mix for, for Jimmy G, but I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there. What do you think about, the 49ers trading jimmy g to uh the dolphins for devonte parker i don't know if devonte parker is is a free agent i think no. they have had to do it a- he he's,
2: he he's still under contract with them uh
1: yeah so okay so so devonte parker and 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 the uh dolphins round 3 pick going back to the 49ers cuz they originally 49ers gave the dolphins their uh round three um, pick um so
2: wait wait is that pick. something that's been discussed cuz i i don't know that i've heard that or is this just a f- nope. something off the top this- of your head
1: the top um, of my head that I thought would make It sense. feels
2: like an overpay for Jimmy G. Yeah. Um I think the Niners would have you think to so? se- yeah, I think the Niners that's would have really. to send uh, a pick uh, a- a- along with it uh, along with Jimmy G to Miami uh for that. Well, that's what I'm so- saying? Uh,
1: uh, so so the Dolphins would give the third round pick along with DeVonte Parker for Jimmy G. No,
2: I'm saying like the Niners would overpay. have to send a pick back mm. to Miami. Like they'd have to send something yeah. to Miami like uh, the Niners could possibly get like Devonte Parker and then they'd have to send Jimmy and like a third or something like that. Like there's, okay. there's no way um, Jimmy. I'm just thinking because, because so.
1: the Dolphins spent a lot of money on Tyreek Hill. I don't, they no longer have the cat space to keep Devonte Parker. Right. Uh, that, I mean, they not they possible. just,
2: uh, they, uh, Jimmy's con the Niners would also like, I guess whoever they uh, send Jimmy to at this point, they're probably going to have to hold half of the money on that. Um, at least for this year, because yeah. um, uh, he, he's making a pr- around twenty mil. Like I, I have to imagine they're gonna have to at least um, cover nine million of the, uh, well, he's, of the paycheck for the next for
1: next year. He's guaranteed no matter what mm-hmm. from the 49ers because they didn't release him at like five, four o'clock or five o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, well, so like the money's so,
2: the money's guaranteed. It's just a matter of. If you trade him, how much of the money are the Niners still going to have to pay and how much will the new team pay? And so that's that's maybe where something with Carolina might work where um, because they already have Sam Darnold under like a 20 million dollar contract. They can't afford to have Jimmy as well for 20 million dollars. That's where the Niners would have to say, we'll hold on to maybe 10 million, 12 million. And you guys would pay eight of that, whatever, you know, whatever the math is to make it work. And then you get a you get a second coming back this way maybe and that's possibly a deal that might that might be a little bit more realistic uh, in my opinion but I mean I'm I'm not an NFL GM and I'm also not my uncle in a fantasy football league so I don't know what the hell's going on so well uh, somebody's gonna get injured though um, well that, that's the way it works out and so I think at this point the 49ers are just kind of holding on and waiting to see. Who's the next person that need, who's the next team that needs a quarterback. And then they'll, uh, they'll make the move at that point right now. It feels like they're, they're perfectly content to just hang on to Jimmy until they get the right situation they need because they wanted to do right by him to try to send him to a contender, but may, but I think maybe Washington had a, you know, an offer in place, but Jimmy didn't really want to go to Washington, I think. So, blame um, him. yeah, I mean, me either. Um, I don't want to be a commando. Yeah. Uh, and just so yeah you i mean know, i mean the, it's the it's
0: miami dolphins have 13.9 million dollars in cap space as of right and, now
2: and you still have to get, uh, account for all these rookies that are about to be drafted
0: yeah so. the cap, yeah the they got those two studs also though going up by a couple million uh yeah later after the draft so
1: okay i mean they got those two studs they got parker and then they've also got uh, a waddle, which Jalen you know, waddle.
2: Yeah. He's, he's a big, he's, name coming he up. was,
1: he was a revelation. So, I mean, he flashed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely saved me in, in a lot of fantasy this year. So, or this past year. So um, they have a big decision to make. Devontae Parker is not going to be worth the, he's not going to take 10 million. I, I, I think he'll, he'll want a little bit more than just 10 million a year that they can offer. So, because that would leave with only $3 million of the cap space. So they'll have to either restructure somebody's contract or trade them off. So uh, what what's the deal with with uh, Jimmy G and Carolina? I know Carolina needs a quarterback.
2: It's, it's Carolina and Seattle are the two places that really don't have a quarterback at
1: all, to be honest. Se- Seattle, I'm writing off. Foreigners won't trade with Ex- Seattle. Exactly. So that, that
2: means Carolina is the only landing spot at this point. So that's, that's why Carolina is the name that I kept throwing out there
1: okay okay yeah um i know that the carolina panthers were looking to see if they can move christian mccaffrey um his stock has dropped immensely he just can't stay healthy so if you could maybe finesse i i if anyone could finesse i I would assume that the 49ers and their front office are excellent at that they've shown that they could do it the last like three years of finessing maybe you can finesse a deal and and get him off the uh the old budget price there so you know we'll see i'm excited to see what the foreigners do the Raiders did some big moves let's see if the uh, another bay area well oh man that, that's depressing <laughs> uh-huh, sorry sam let's see if uh if a bay Area team can can make a move here and uh make some exciting moves in the offseason here
2: all right
0: go ahead what Okay. Are you-
2: so um, we're, we're, we're all squared away with NFL. I think it's probably about time we move on to um, uh, let's just talk sharks real quick. The trade deadline passed. Uh, they moved a couple of lower level pieces. Uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't move James Reimer though, which was the big name. I thought they would move. They uh, uh, instead they decided to hang on to him. So they'll have three NHL or uh going into the off season uh, under contract for next year. And I just I don't see how that's gonna work out. Somebody's going to be gone uh, moving forward. And also, Logan Chur sure got injured uh, in in the uh, in, in the last game, I, I believe. Well, no, it was on Thursday. He got injured. So, yeah. So uh, the Sharks are they're they're in they're not in dead last. They're in seventh place. They're not gonna make the playoffs this year. Um, they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but they're done. So um, it's been. It, I don't even. I, I don't even want to say it was. It's been fun because it's been kind of a pain in the ass uh, to, yeah. to watch it. Like, like because they they were hovering right around 500. They were in the mix, and then you know you just get a key injury, and that's the end of the season. Basically, you lose Eric Carlson, and now Logan Couture is done. Even though Carlson is back, it's just you don't have enough depth uh, to take a, a loss of a guy who wears a letter on his chest.
1: So. Do you wish um, other sports like football or? or baseball, or even basketball would address injuries the way hockey does. And so so, so just, just to kind of get upper
2: a, body and lower body. Yeah.
1: So just to get some context here, uh, Sam, when, when hockey players get hurt, that's all they say, upper body, lower body. There's no details. There's, there's nothing. Unless the team addresses and tells you, they do not have to tell you that a lower body injury can be like an ACL or an MCL or like a hip. Or
2: an ankle they, or, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: They don't tell you. They just say it's a lower body or an upper body. Do you do you wish that other sports would do that?
0: I think the NFL and NBA will not do it because I mean, look at the ratings. Well, I know they won't,
1: but do you wish they would?
0: I don't it doesn't bother me. I mean, it, it I mean it's sports talk radio. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. you, a, a pitcher has Tommy John surgery, I mean, you're not going to be like he had an upper body injury. Like okay, it is an upper body injury, but you're going to be talking about Tommy John, or if it's NBA, look at the injuries we've seen with Clay. Like, it's I th- I just think the sports are so much like more covered than the NH- NHL that the reporters are are they're going to dig, you know. So even if it went the other way, like the league said. For whatever reason, they're we're only going to report it as this. The reporters are going to dig and find out what it is because it's it's what pays their bills too. So like, there's a lot of news in injuries.
1: Yeah, I mean, in hockey, reporters do the same thing. They they dig and try and find the answers too. It you know some people are are sealed and lock lips and won't say anything about it. I I kind of I'm a devil's advocate here. I I like the idea of that just because it gives you something to talk about. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Come, come Monday. How hurt is he? You know, it just gives you something to talk about.
2: Um, I will say that, um, you know, half the time we know what the injury is, but they just don't put it on the official. Like, like, I mean, you see a player take a a puck off the knee and he hobbles off and then like, he's out there the next game with a lower body injury, you know, it's the knee, but you, you just don't officially say it. Um, it's one of those, you know, um, uh, it's it's one of those things that that, that you just don't talk about uh, aloud but you know like and in the locker room if you're the opposing player uh, you know uh oh uh, this player has a knee injury even though it just says lower body you know it's a knee or you know it's an ankle um the details are readily available and some of the guys in the press they will they will make mention of uh, a specific thing other guys uh, most of them won't but but a few guys have in the past and um also, it's pretty easy to speculate when you see an injury happen on the ice. Uh, you can pretty much tell. Like, I remember um, when Joe Pavelski uh, in the playoffs a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, when he had that, that knee. Uh, no, when he got uh, like, like uh, he, he, he was his face got destroyed, basically. And um, oh, uh, when he got humbled yeah, yeah, to, to the ground, um, they called that an upper body injury. We knew it was a facial thing. Like, so, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. That's all.
1: I think I think in hockey, too, if anyone is supposed to, you right. want to find um, out.
2: So anything else we want to add onto this? No, we're good. We're moving on.
1: Damn, cut me off hella quick. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like, like, <laughs> abrupt. it was just like to the point.
0: <laughs> now <Nah>, we're good. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, I don't. I, I guess. I guess. As uh, um, what's gonna? Ha- what do you think is gonna happen with the Sharks roster? Are they like? Are they gonna get rid of some guys and open up some cap space and bring in some guys? Like, what do we? Think no,
2: they they just shelled out um sixty four million to Tomas Hurdle, so they're not um uh, there's not a ton of cap space to work with um so they're gonna be signing a lot of guys to like you know one year veteran minimum type deals um uh, they they got a a, a bunch of they got a bunch of guys that are like on two-year deals right now. So they'll have one year left. And that'll be good, valuable um uh expiring contract type deals that they can send off to other places uh in the next uh you know, in the off season or in uh next year if they're off, if they're not in it uh at the trade deadline as well. So uh I think it's another re they're not gonna call it a full rebuild, uh, because they have Logan Couture, because they have um Timo Meyer and Tomas hurdle, uh, but it's going to be a re- another retooling year. And they're just kind of going to see uh, how they're doing. And if they're in it, they might try to make a move or two, a, a little, you know, lower end move, but if they're not in it,
0: um, uh, it's, you know, th- th- they'll be trading pieces away. And do you think we're going to see their young guy? Um,
2: oh, well, uh, w- William Carl, uh, William, uh, Eklund. Yeah. um i think yeah it's certainly a possibility I, I i would imagine um i haven't really checked in on what he's done uh in uh, back in sweden uh so uh, so I, i'd have to dig in and look but i have to imagine they're going to keep him stateside at the very least next year if he's not on the nhl team he'll be on the ahl uh, at the barracuda mm-hmm. who open up a new arena in um uh, right next to the uh, sharks ice um in San Jose. So they'll have like a 3,500, 4,000 seat arena uh, for the minor league team instead of both of them playing at SAP Center. Um, so you'll have half as many games eaten up that ice. Maybe the ice will play a little bit better. We'll see what happens uh, going forward with that. So
0: cool. All righty. That's all I had. That's the only questions I had. I want to ask him. I'm going to get cut off. I know, right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Papa Vince.
2: <laughs> my man. <bad. laughs>
1: Speaking of my commentary being in danger, how about those Warriors? They're in danger.
2: Woo! You in danger, girl.
1: <laughs> uh dude, I, I think at this point they get away with a with a fifth seed, the way they're playing. I know there's only like what eight games left, but I think they're separated between fifth and third by about two and a half three games something like that so uh, at this rate knowing that they play phoenix they play utah they play denver one more time i think i think i I know for a fact they play phoenix and utah one more time i I, fifth seed i I think that'd be the best opportunity for them to get away with it honestly
2: yeah so uh i'm looking at it now uh where's where where do we got okay so we got uh, the Grizzlies on Monday, the Suns on Wednesday, the Jazz on Saturday, and then Sunday they got they're playing uh, the Kings. Then you got the Lakers, Spurs, and Pelicans to close out the season. So that's that's the remaining schedule. Uh, you got seven games left. Uh, they just lost to the Wizards earlier today, one twenty-three to one fifteen. Um, they, they they just could not hit threes uh, today. Uh, Clay had five, I think, but everybody else just was dog shit uh behind the arc
1: what was clay's total today uh, Like I, point ways uh i
2: don't know let's uh because
1: he does this thing lately and i, I, I like again he's come off of two years of basketball I, fine whatever I'll, I'll give you that but he's been doing this thing the last month and a half or so where he'll have this amazing game and then it's just stinker and clunker and clunker yeah. and then he'll have a good game mm-hmm. and then right back to stinker. Yeah, so he had
2: 25 tonight uh uh yeah so
1: uh he had 33 the other day so okay so
2: so we're we're starting to see his uh point total climb up we're seeing a couple of individual good performances uh Andrew Wiggins had 23 today uh, in 35 minutes Uh, I'd like to you know as long as Curry is out we're probably going to keep seeing totals like that Jordan Poole had 26 uh Otto Porter had 14 but I mean everybody else is single digits
1: Porter's I mean not Porter. Uh Poole's been a revelation. I think uh he's due for a big payout contract honestly. Like I I don't see the Warriors letting him go for anything cuz <laughs> the way he's been playing in the last 3 months just absolutely stellar. Just imagine if he was starting. Just that's just me. The only problem is that Curry plays ahead of him. That's his only problem.
2: Yeah. So I mean uh, uh if they do pay him out, you're going to be paying a lot of money for a sixth man. Um, unless you go with three guards to open up, you know, as a starter. Um, uh, And also, I mean, I would argue that a finishing lineup is more important than the starting lineup, but I mean, they, they give a lot of credit to um, you know, accolades and stuff to the starters. That's why there's a sixth man of the year for a guy who comes off the bench. And so like, I mean, you have your regular things, but then you also kind of highlight a guy that comes off the bench is important. So, I mean, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think Pool's is going to be a six man for much longer. Maybe, maybe another year. It just depends. How much longer is Curry going to be around? How much longer is clay going to be around? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, pull, pull, pulls, pulls starter caliber. He's not a Jordan Clarkson kind of guy or a, uh, um he just retired too. Uh god, I'm just like drop like his name but uh Jamal Crawford, he's not one of those guys. So
2: all-time great uh, sixth man uh Jamal Crawford.
1: Yeah, Jordan Poole is not one of those guys. I mean, he can be, but in reality we're, we're seeing that what he could do as a starting player and it's way better than what he could do as a sixth man or coming off the bench kind of guy.
0: I mean, how old is Curry now? He's like 32, 33? He's 33. 33. You know, so unfortunately there, I mean, time, you know, there, there's going to be a, um, I think statistically this is kind of his down, this is considered a down year, you know, for Steph. And I think, um, I'm not going to count him out and say that he's not great. I don't, you know, he could come back next year and, and with a healthy clay and healthy team, you know, put up big numbers again. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to expect him to, to be, 35, 36, and beyond being the starting point guard. You know, it's just uh, – he's a pretty decent defender, um, but he's not a great defender, so you got to think his defense is probably going to fall. He's probably not going to be able to get to the hoop as creatively as he has been showing the past few years as he's bulked up. So, that, you know, it's, he's a smaller player. He's a different type of player. Um, you know, and that's, I don't mean any of this as a knock towards him. I just think it's just age, you know, there's a lot of miles and how he plays the game. Um, You know, you're just going to see some things changing. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Poole, maybe not next year, but maybe the year after that might become the starting point guard. I really wouldn't be surprised if that happened.
1: Yeah. To your point, I, I don't think Curry is, is as creative as he was maybe even last year or the year prior to that, as far as getting to the hoop, I felt like he did a lot of circus shots and got it off the very top of the backboard. And it just seemed like it was going in. And now it seems like, you know, this year and tail end of last year, it's, it's, that's not, it's not as creative. It's not, I don't feel confident that it's going to go in like it did a couple of years ago. So um, is that, his skill set diminishing? No, probably not. But he's probably lost a couple steps, or maybe they're playing him defensively differently than you know we've seen a couple of years ago. Who knows? You know, I'm I'm not in the film room every single day watching them. Yeah. I'm not a, a coach or anything, but I, from a fan perspective, I just think that uh, Curry's maybe lost a step or two here or there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's still a lethal three point shooter. I wouldn't leave him alone like that, but I think he's lost a step or two, honestly.
0: And just imagine what, like you know, if for whatever reason, you know, if Jordan Poole continues to grow and he does become the starter, and you still have Steph coming off the bench, hopefully, you know, can you imagine like Steph coming off the bench? You you know, maybe he's not the same player, superstar MVP that he was before, but he's you know against a uh, backup players and second you know second string bench uh, bench players. He'll probably still ball out on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Hey.
2: I, I think about um how long was Kyle Corver just like a guy that was coming off the bench, just shooting threes, like long after his usefulness as a starter right. was gone. I mean, he, he did that for like six years or something like right. that. And I mean, Steph Curry is obviously way better than Kyle Corver could ever dream to be. So uh, once Steph Curry, isn't a starter per se anymore, when, you know, in three years, however long that is from now, um, he could do that for another 6 years easily I think just Absolutely. you know be the, the 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 shooting specialist at that point. Absolutely.
0: So and Plenty more to come I think. It's it's also like not just Steph but Clay and you, and Draymond, you know, like how many more years do these guys all of them have as being starters? You know, like how Draymond plays, I it's hard for me to think that he's going to be able to stay at the level that he's at for two, three years beyond, you know? So I think that's the scariest thing for me for the Warriors. Even Clay, with the injuries, he's going to fall off too.
1: Yeah, I I think with Draymond, what he brings defensively, man, when he doesn't play, the Warriors are a completely different team Mm -hmm. defensively. And I know that last couple games, he's come back from injury. He's not... We're not seeing the greatest dream, of, but, but reality, I mean, when, when he's on like it's the Warriors have always got a fighting chance. I'm just, what worries me is what is the post stream on era? Like who, who mm-hmm. picks up that slack? You know, I, I, I think the Warriors have all the talent talent offensively. I think pool and Wiggins and, you know, I, I, I think, they can fully carry offensively if given the opportunity to say, "Hey, look, you are the guys. There is no Curry. There is no Clay. You're the guy. I think they could do it. I just don't think defensive they could do it. I, I don't know what is post Draymond era look like. I think I don't think the Warriors are that good.
2: Part part of that is obviously they're hoping James Wiseman can stop being injured and um, show up. To be fair, James Wiseman doesn't even turn 21 until Thursday, mm-hmm. so and he's about to start his. Officially his third year next year in the league. And you obviously it takes big men a long time to adjust. I mean, Draymond was riding the bench for a couple of years behind David Lee, you know, before he you know, got his chance and it was, took it and run.
1: It was David Lee's hit pointer. That's that's yep. what got Draymond his chance.
2: Exactly. So I mean if, if James Wiseman can figure out the injury thing, he's um, he's obvi- uh, he, he's out officially for the rest of the year, including playoffs. So they're just shutting him down and saying, we'll just try again next year. Bud. Uh, you know, better luck next year. And it'll be his uh, I mean, he didn't play at all this year, so I don't know how that works. But I mean, he it'll be his third year on the team. Uh, I don't know contract wise if it counts or not, like because I know it that- does. Okay. Um, it's just that rookie yeah. thing, I guess, huh? Where like they're they're eligible for rookie of the year honors yeah. in their second year if like they don't play at all in their first year.
1: They have to play less than forty games of their uh, first season okay. uh, to be considered for rookie the next season. Okay,
2: all right, that's that. That's the number then. Okay, so yeah, James Wiseman. They're obviously they're hoping next year he's healthier and may, maybe that he'll be old enough to get a drink in a bar he'll be able to relax a little bit. And, uh, I don't know, play with some, uh, play a little looser, play a little, um, more fun and be able to, you know, uh, maybe attack and actually play on the court for the team. That'd be nice.
1: So I know that we, uh, last week Sam had talked about the WNBA and he said he got a, a, a topic that he wanted to bring up. Do you want to, Bring it up and let us know what it was. You kept me in suspense for a week.
0: (laughs) It's not. I guess what I was going to get at is, you know, there's this stuff with Brittany Griner, you know, in Russia. Um, And I started reading some articles where people were criticizing her for, you know, because she got stopped, I guess, for having marijuana, you know, in her bag. And
2: she she had a vape pen. Yeah, she had a a vape pen. pen
0: and you know people were were giving her a hard time about that and you know and i get that you're in a foreign country you got to be careful you know you got to you got to be careful with what you're doing in a foreign country you know you can't just go anywhere and act like you own everything or be inappropriate or you got you got to follow their their rules right you're you're in another land but also i think what i wanted to bring up is why she was there to begin with. Um, she's playing for different leagues during the off season for money because she, these women who play in the WBA, NBA are not being paid enough to, you know, they have to play in other leagues to be compensated. And it was really interesting because right before all of this went down, uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, also owns the Las Vegas uh, Aces, I believe is what it's called. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The WNBA team. And he just hired um, – uh, uh, oh, my God, I need to have the article in front of me. Great radio, Sam. Um, but Mark <laughs> Davis is leading the Aces as well. Uh, he's the uh, owner of them. And he's really trying to like grow the game of, of the WNBA. And he's trying to be an ambassador of paying, um, women basketball players. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like, you know, I've made fun of Mark Davis. A lot of people make fun of Mark Davis. You know, we, I've referred to him many times before, as you know, I think all of us have as the bowl cut kid. Um, you know, he gets he gets made fun of for a lot of things. We made fun of him for his shirt. Remember, he showed up at a party and his shirt wasn't ironed, and you clearly see it was just f- taken out of a wrapper and he walked into the bar like this or the restaurant. Oh, yeah. um, you know, he gets made fun of for a lot of things, but I and how this was relating to like leadership is just like Oakland A's, you know, like John Fisher has all of the money in the world. And refuses to invest in the minor league system, refuses to invest in the pro system, you know, refuses to do anything. And, you know, there's been a few memes going around the internet about, you know, John Fisher, you know, every, every MLB team has outpaid um, at some point. They went all in for one year or two years. You know, they tried once or twice here and there. Um, and here's Mark Davis with a fraction of the wealth, a fraction of the influence, and just the view, the the optics of the Raiders has changed. You know, everybody said he wasn't going to get this stadium done, and he got a world class stadium done. This stadium is going to be in the Super Bowl rotation. It's going to be in the Pro Bowl rotation. And part of that is destination and, you know, Vegas and all of that. But he got the team there. Uh, the, the the guy that was helping him finance the stadium backed out. And Mark Davis still got it done. Everybody said you weren't going to get this. You're not getting the stadium done without, was it Sheldon Alderson? Sheldon Adelson. Adelson. And Mark yeah. Davis still yeah. got it done. And then he bought the aces. And now he, he put women in charge, he hired a, a president and vice president, both women. Um, you know, he hired a, uh, um, uh, what's her, name? Becky from, uh, is it Becky Hammond? Oh, Becky, oh, Hammond. Becky Hammond. He hired Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond from the Spurs to be the head coach of the Aces. Like, just the optics. And, you know, I don't watch the WNBA, but. I'm proud of Mark Davis to do the things that he's doing to push the line forward, to, to make the game better, you know, not just for the Raiders, but the, the aces make the league better. And I, it's a lot of things to like wrap your mind about, but that was just kind of where my mind was going last week because I was reading a bunch of stuff about Russia and Brittany Griner and what she did, what she didn't do, what she should have, what she shouldn't have done. Like all, all of this stuff. And it just kind of got me thinking like, well, what was she there for? And wrapped up in that was Mark Davis, you know, trying to grow the game and pay these women more money as they rightfully should. You know, I don't know if the NBA, you know, the WNBA is not making the money like the NBA, but they're making money and for it to grow, you need to invest in it. So I, I, I hope that people like Mark Davis continue to grow the game and take care of our players
2: yeah i mean if we're gonna roast somebody when they do some shit that's wrong like you know like you said like pulling the uh collared shirt out of the bag from jc penny before going into a club we also got to commend them when they do shit right and so uh that's good on mark davis to try to grow the nba uh in it it, 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 he doesn't have to do this you Mm. know this is something that he wants to do obviously and uh, good on him
0: Absolutely. well it's also
1: i mean another testament too is like when he hired well he made a new position in their front office for that guy mm-hmm. knowing that like you know he did such a great job interviewing but it wasn't a racial thing it was just i want both of them and they're both great so i'm gonna give both of them you know what i mean so I, I mark davis i i give him a lot of shit too i make fun of him as well but I do talk about, and I'm starting to talk about him more about how uh, inclusive he is and how diverse he is, and, and he doesn't really see things in black and white. He just wants to win, and he wants people to be a part of winning. That's that sounds like his dad. If that if that mm-hmm. sounds anything else in the world, yeah. that sounds just and like the his thing dad.
0: Is the people he's hiring, you know, it's not, it's not like he's throwing a bone to people who are not qualified. You know, he's yeah, exactly. hiring qualified, the best of the best people uh to lead the franchises and i mean the, the, he hired a coach that probably could coach in the nba i think she was the plan
2: like becky hammond was probably going to replace pop in uh, san antonio Hmm.
0: and it, it didn't ha- well, it, she interviewed for other jobs right but it didn't didn't yeah. quite happen you know, so it's just it's just really interesting that, um, you know, that all of this Russia stuff is going on. And Mark Davis is kind of, you know, trying to grow the game and get get players paid. So, just thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. Um, flipping at one eighty of players not getting paid. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, the The Oakland A's have uh, made two acquisitions this off season. Uh, they brought back Steven Vogt, fan favorite, and they brought back Jed Lowey, another fan favorite. So that gives us two wins added to our season. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, they, they also get their old numbers back um, too. So um, Sheldon Noisy was uh, rocking the, the number eight before Jed Lowry got signed, but now um, uh, he gave Jed his number eight back, uh, which means now... Uh, uh noisy is going to be wearing number 26 and oh uh, it's just too soon for me personally yeah uh, uh and i i saw like a couple i think earlier this week um they had a frizz baseman named mckinney uh wearing number 28 and i was just in my mind it's not mckinney's fault but but i all i could think of is the harry potter meme going how dare you stand where he stood like <laughs> sh- shouting at um at Snape, uh, uh, talking about Dumbledore. Like it just, it, it felt wrong to see that. And it's just, it, it, it's, it, it nags me. It, it's kind of like a, an annoying little itch when I see that. And I'm just like, no, that's not right. It's not fair. I'm glad, uh, oh, I'm glad they're getting paid. Um, uh, Chapman got a two-year contract to buy out the last of his arbitration years. Obviously Olson got that massive, um, 168 million dollar contract eight years. So good on them but uh still just bugs the crap out of me
1: yeah i mean what what else can we not say about how uh i'll be rooting for baseball teams this year because it's just it's just so depressing to to wear the green and gold and feel confident you know i i know that opposing teams if you're going to a stadium they they really don't give you crap for wearing a' stuff because they feel You're bad the for us. Indians of the West Coast.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they'll buy us, <laughs> They are. buy us drinks because they're like, "Oh, you poor buddy."
0: Oh. oh, yeah. So,
1: I mean, you
2: know, before what are you the, gonna do? You know,
0: before the pandemic, and I was able to, you know, we were all able to go on vacation and you know do things and not worry about masks and illnesses and blah blah blah. You know, I've been to New York and Chicago and Boston and. The commentary from the other fans is the same. It's like, well, we like the A's. It just sucks that they can't keep any of their players. <laughs> you know? So the commentary is the same. And there's been so many fans that ask, like, why, why is it like that? You know, why, don't, why are there no fans? And I think there's a – locally, if you, you know, go up and talk to somebody – We know why it's, you know, there's nobody to root for, you know, they're going to rebuild every three to four years. They're going to rebuild ownership is not going to invest. We know that locally, but they're fixated on their teams and their team's problems or their team success or, you know, whatever. Um, So a lot of people don't know that like John Fisher is a billionaire and just refuses to invest anything into the, into the team. I mean, they don't even invest in like the minor leagues where it's cheap. You don't even have like a top quality minor league system. Now, like, you know, we beat this horse to death five times over, you know, the, the, the fire festival sandwich meal. Um, I mean, you can't even do that. They wanted to fire all of their minor leaguers when the, uh, the, the shutdown first happened, you know? So, and you add up the entire salaries, I think it was like a million dollars a month to keep the minor leaguers or something like, like, dude, you got a quarter of a billion dollars or was it $2.8 billion? Yeah, he's probably over three now at this point.
1: Yeah, so he's over three. The article that I gave you was the Reds owner who's $2.8 billion less than yeah. uh john fisher so though he's 500 million dollars or something like that so that puts him at what two 3. four, three point five something, something like that, that. It yeah is, it's rid- like
0: so it, it, it's it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous he's a terrible leader you know just like why why own it i just don't understand like, yeah why it's own it's, the team?
2: it's wild like when you look at tv deals alone you have the local tv deals and you have the national uh broadcast packages so every team gets about 60 million a year from the national tv deals right now and each team has their own local deal budgeted out i checked it um earlier uh this week the a's get about 48 million a year from the local tv deal and basically it's because they get like, I think they signed to like a billion dollar 21 year contract or something like that. So when they break it up, that's the average is about mm-hmm. 48 million a year. So you're looking at just from TV alone, John Fisher is getting $108 million this year, and he will continue to get that at least that going forward for as long as he owns the team. So I think about payroll, uh, uh like, just TV alone can cover $108 million. If you're not spending at least 80% of that on payroll, I think that's thievery. Like, right. like I mean, we, we beat the shit out of this, but we have, uh, you know, at least some tertiary numbers to look at. We don't know what they're pulling in from uh, all the other stuff, but at least from TV alone, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to spend... If you just want to say we're going to only spend TV money on payroll and then like any other money I'm gonna keep mine, mine, mine. Give me all your beer money, whatever, that's fine. Uh but to to not even spend 80 million dollars, you know, like I, I think the average team spends about 130 on payroll, the average MLB team. And but you're not like I mean, uh they're trading like I, I think that after like the trades, uh they they're down to 40 million ish. And if they can find us uh, somebody to take uh Sean Mania's contract. Cause Sean Mania is the highest paid player on the team. Now uh, they'll drop down to the Orioles level, which is $30 million in payroll. Right. And, and, and they have a nice a, stadium.
0: And this it's, is not the, it's not a problem just with John Fisher. This is a problem across the league. You know, there, this is a problem that's it's in baseball is you got these guys who own teams, and they don't really care about investing into the product. They don't care about winning. They don't care about these things because they the the MLP is not losing money. No team is losing money. Not one. Even during the pandemic, they're not losing money. Like yeah. I don't understand why people don't understand that and. That's why during the pandemic year where they had to do this short season and, you know, it was because they needed to play a certain amount of minimum games to get the full payout of the TV deal. And it's not like, you know, like the Dodgers signed the that big, huge deal with Fox, with the local Fox network. Mm-hmm. But like what people don't always understand is, you know, you get to negotiate your local market. And then there's all the national market, right? There's the national money. The national you get that contract. ESPN,
2: the Fox, the TBS money. All, of all that, of that
0: money is broken up and then shared equally amongst MLB owners. So like I said, we said this last week and probably the week before that is maybe the A's after they pay all their bills and all their taxes and all their blah, 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 blah. Maybe they're not making as much as the Yankees, but they're not losing. You know, and where's all the money where you, you know, all of the revenue sharing your welfare money that you were getting all those years ago, and then you were taken off. It never went into payroll. You know, it never went into payroll. So where's that money? What did you spend it on? You know, and that's why I say it's the reason why John Fisher owns this team is that it's an ATM. Because there's, there's only so many MLB teams that exist you know, so once you get in, you're gonna sell the team if you sell the team. you're gonna it's not a bad investment. I, I There was some owner that came out and said sports is bad investments to own a team. It's not. It's absolutely not because they're making money hand over fist. And then they raise yeah. the prices. They raise the prices. You don't get to pick your your games on your season ticket packages. They yeah, the twenty-two game packet that I used to get. Yeah, yeah, the, you, mm-hmm. you know it's bullshit. You know, it's yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay, bullshit. I mean, this is a horse we've beaten the shit out of this to death. Thing.
0: This poor, a thousand, thing.
2: yeah, that goddamn horse just cannot catch a break from
0: we us. Should even just, say the horse, we, are... we should just say the donkey. Remember the A's had the yeah. donkey? We like that's we right. The yeah, donkey <laughs> death. Dude.
1: Yeah uh murder the that's rabbit that's
2: right <laughs> okay so um uh it, yeah uh, so spring training's happening right now the season starts uh in about a week or so um what do fucking do um normally i'm super excited um you know i always go to opening day and that was that would be and the a's always had opening day like you know so and my birthday is right around the corner so i would always like this is my birthday thing. I'm into opening day and I've done that for the last decade plus plus. and between the lockout delaying the season officially by about a week and just my total lack of excitement for this team. I'm, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to go to a ball game. I don't, it's, it's not going to be opening day. It's not going to be anytime in April. I think like I I'm going to sit back and kind of just keep a keep an eye on it and see how they're doing um if they get me excited maybe i'll go to a game or two but right now i don't fucking wanna
0: you're going you guys are going they i feel like they. i feel like ownership this is what they want see we we tried to get a ballpark so we're leaving we're taking our baseball and our glove and we're going home we're leaving so i mean you guys are going to a uh it's a no-win situation
1: you guys are going yes. to the Diamondbacks game, right?
0: Yeah, that is correct. In um, Toward
2: the end of April, I think it's like the 23rd or something like that. Yeah.
1: So when you guys go, can one of you guys get the uh, hot dog churro ice cream that they sell there, please? Can you guys get a unique food for me? Or there's <laughs> sure. also a tater tot chili churro hot dog.
2: Oh, snap. I'm going to have to do some food research because um, your boy can put it down. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look into I'm, it and we'll put we'll put it on our Instagram. That's a plug for the Instagram. Check us out SVT Sports at Instagram.
1: I'm only saying this because what do the A's have that's unique food? Nothing other than just a helmet that they don't even put food in anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, the helmet nachos, but I mean, you can get that at any other ballpark now too. Like, I mean, I remember going down to Anaheim at the Angels game they had the helmet nachos one of my co-workers who's an angels fan was like oh you have to get the helmet nachos and i'm like i've had the helmet nachos it's the same thing i have at oakland but yeah great
1: yeah. all knows i'm looking at this hot dog and it's a churro with three scoops of ice cream whipped cream chocolate caramel i don't want it but i want it
2: I'm gonna have they to- also have
1: <laughs> a foot long hot dog and then i mean like like a foot long
2: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to do some jumping jacks or something before i start eating it just uh, you know <laughs> take the edge off ever so slightly
1: i'm a little jealous <laughs> that you guys are going to the to the um dimebacks game I, I that's one of the fields i do want to go see uh, chase field is uh it's climate controlled it's air conditioned yep. it's nice mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely one of the ones that i, I it's on my list that i want to go see uh, Fenway is one that's on my bucket list for sure so may, maybe uh this year a lot going on this year as far as my birthday but maybe the following year we can do something for we can go to Fenway yeah, Fenway was that, that's definitely on my bucket. I want to see uh pesky pole I want to see all of it yeah, yeah Fenway
0: man. has so far been my favorite stadium to to visit and the location of Fenway and like just being in this like neighborhood and walking around this it's so small and like you mm-hmm. leave the stadium and you're on the street like it's not like you're in the parking lot you're just on the street <laughs> <laughs> so, right you know so and wrigley is like that um yeah so fenway and uh, wrigley were were a whole bunch of fun um seattle is a really great stadium to just watch a ball game like there's not a bad view in the um, in the stadium
2: I would echo that in San Diego as well. Like, yeah. like I mean, I, I went there for my brother's bachelor party a couple of years ago and uh, uh, that was a gorgeous stadium. And we were there for the uh, uh, it was Trevor Hoffman day. So they were unveiling his statue mm-hmm. for the hall of fame. Everybody got a little mini uh, Cooperstown plaque. Um, I was there in my bright yellow A's shirt, like, uh, excuse me i'm an ace fan i clearly need to be here more than a padres fan you know to watch the stadium uh uh, watch the statue unfurled uh uh, unveiled i mean yeah but uh, it it was you know that's another gorgeous stadium is uh, petco park so yeah okay
1: yeah i i need to move i need to go start visiting some uh some some ballparks like you guys and i need to get out of the oakland yeah
2: absolutely okay um so we have a couple of other like minor th- minor sports things I think we want to touch on. Um uh let's start with international soccer. The USA men's team, uh they are mere inches away from clinching a World Cup spot and they won earlier today with a 5-1 victory over Panama. Panama got eliminated with that loss and the a- uh, excuse- uh team USA men have to uh, lo- if they lose by, I think it's eight goals, um, that's when they'll be in trouble. But if they do anything better than that, if they go down to Costa Rica and just get their ass kicked five, nothing, they still qualify for the World Cup. They're in really good shape. There's, uh, it's it's all but assured. Like it has to be a catastrophic nightmare for them to not qualify for the World Cup at this point. So uh, Tyler, you got anything you want to add on
1: that? I mean, I, I, I know they're going to make it to the dance. If they could just make it to, like, the pool once they get into the World Cup, I'll be super excited, man. I And I will tell you this. I know COVID is is not – we're not out of COVID, but if you guys are very curious about wanting to go to a pub and just, like, watching a USA soccer oh, game, yeah. I'm – I'm, I'm down. We can go. We can wear masks mm-hmm. and like pull it up down to like take a sip out of her beer or something. But there's nothing quite like watching a soccer game in a pub that actually wants to watch. Oh, a soccer yeah. Game. So it's yeah, it's fun. wild.
2: Like I remember in 2010 for the World Cup, uh, it was happening in the middle of the summer. I was working at a summer camp and uh, it was like my day off and I was in the town. Uh, it, it was I was in Santa Rosa, just kind of walking through there downtown. I happened to walk near a bar and just everybody was just going ape shit. Cause I think, um, uh, somebody scored, somebody had scored for the Landon Donovan. It might've been Landon Donovan. Um, uh, it could have been Clint Dempsey actually. I think it was probably Clint Dempsey Ooh. that scored. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun, um, to be, you know, to, just to kind of, as I'm walking by getting a little contact high. Uh, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian, uh, Pulisic had a hat trick today, basically, to um, uh, two of them were um, penalty kicks. But then like that, the third goal that he scored, he like pulled it around one defender. He five hold another one and then scored. And it was it was a thing of beauty. And uh, he's a he's a firecracker man. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch what happens. Uh, And as long as USA can qualify this time around, it's going to be easy sledding for quite a while for qualifying going forward because the next time in 2026 there are co-hosts so they get an automatic bid also the world cup mm-hmm. currently uh has 32 countries in it it's going to expand to 48 go uh starting in 2026 and going forward so in 2030 when they're not the host it instead of three teams from CONCACAF qualifying you're going to get six so uh usa is in good shape to qualify for the next several world cups and this team uh, just watching, watching today, they were beating up on a um, inferior opponent, but uh, just kind of checking on like the world rankings and how they perform and who these players are. Um, if they get a lucky, if they get a good enough draw, they can eat, they, they can get through to the knockout stages. You know um, it, it kind of depends who you end up going against. If you're going against Germany and Brazil and you know, uh, other powerhouses, you're shit out of luck. But
1: well, they if won't be get, going against Italy. Yeah,
2: they will not be going against Italy. Italy, Italy got knocked out. So that's wild. Uh, I can't remember the last time Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup. So this is wild, man.
1: Defending World Cup champion yeah. Italy, may I add.
2: <laughs> Absolutely insane.
1: No, I'm I, I, really generally. So my my experience of, of the pub and, and uh, uh, USA in the World Cup, again, 2010 as well. We were in San Francisco and I think if I'm not mistaken, Lisa was with a couple of friends and she wanted to go somewhere. I didn't want to go. They went shopping. They went in some store. I didn't want to go in the store. I was like, "Uh, I'm going to go find a pub because there was one around the corner. I'm going to go walk over to that one. And when I walked in, it was yelling loud and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. What's going on? Grabbed a beer, looked at the TV screen. Best time of my life (laughs) as far as going to a pub absolute best time i highly recommend if you get a chance just do it one yeah. time you have in, so much fun
2: it's in, uh the world cup is uh at the end of the year this year because because it's in qatar and they don't want players playing in 140 degree heat you know so they they're, they're doing it in winter time basically like december uh so that way they're only playing in like 80 degree heat um
1: so j- touching based on to it we're gonna get a little politicized here and i do apologize but uh i'm i'm really into formula one i'm actually watching it right now there was a race at at uh, 10 a.m this morning that i had priority so i didn't get a chance to watch so i'm kind of catching up and watching it right now um i swear these will tie in together i promise you but uh formula one is racing in Jeddah, which is saudi arabia and uh, over the weekend, they, they go there on Friday to practice, Saturday to qualify, Sunday to race. So over the weekend, there's been people protesting against Saudi Arabia and a lot of their oil companies and the way they treat people, so on and so forth. And they actually bombed an area seven miles away from the actual racetrack. And uh, that is alarming. Um, but one of the things that was interesting was that the drivers and the owners... And the uh, team principals had a meeting on Saturday that was only supposed to last an hour, it ended up going about three to four hours. And one of the topics of debates was that they were worried that if they don't race this for the fear of their own life of getting bombed, what are the circumstances of, can they get out of the country <laughs> if they don't race this? And I thought immediately, I was like, if that is your thought process, that is the most alarming thing possible, and it made me think about the World Cup and how a lot of people are not okay with how Qatar treats civil people and and gay rights and things of that matter. That what if there was a soccer team that didn't want to play in Qatar because they didn't believe in what they were doing? Like they qualified, they made it there, and they realized, you know what, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. I don't believe in this. Like, where do we draw the line between? Playing or racing or doing some kind of sporting event because people pay it. And we need to stand up for people's actual rights, you know? And I, and it's just, it doesn't have to be answered in this podcast, but it just made me think about, you know, I love sports. I think sports is a great way to kind of take your mind away from things of this nature. But at the same time, the reality is that a lot of times sports are being played in places that don't really care about their people or they don't care about certain things. And it just makes me want to have an open perspective that, you know, I love it. I love everything about sports, but I, I kind of have to sometimes draw a line that you know, there's bad people in this world, and I can't, I can't be a part of it. I can't do it, and I'm, and that makes me then wonder like, I'm probably gonna watch the World Cup, but I'm not gonna enjoy that they're playing the guitar, man. That that really kind of irks me and bothers me a lot.
2: Yeah, but I don't um, know if
1: that bothers you guys.
2: Oh, it definitely does. And honestly, like. Qatar like the, the the way Qatar ended up getting like they're like like getting to host the World Cup is shady as shit and there's all kinds of documentaries that have covered it uh, in the last couple of years and but it's too late like yeah. those people got bought and paid off and that decision was made and you can't relocate it now i mean it's just it's too late so you're kind of just stuck with it um set bladder piece of shit that he is <laughs>
0: um may
2: like was the guy in charge running fifa and he ended up making that decision uh along with like the governing board of fifa at the time and uh, all of those people ended up getting chucked the fuck out for like just being so rampantly corrupt and um i think it's it's something that obviously going forward you want to be more mindful and you want to try to not award privileges to to badmen you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, I don't know how else to say it. And obviously, you know, we're not going to solve this problem ourselves, but um, definitely calling attention to it is important um, at any level, at our level, if you're ESPN or Fox, you know, or whoever, it, you would hope that they would also call attention to this kind of stuff as well. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it, you know, I mean, I'm going to root for my team, but in the back of my mind it's just kind of a, a dark spot and over the cloud of, of, Of what i'm hoping to root for you know what i mean so
2: okay so so, um i think uh we want to move on from that uh real quickly (laughs) i just want to bring up that new york city was kind of the lone holdout for not allowing their players to play um Mm -hmm. uh, if they weren't vaccinated that is no longer the case kyrie irving is now allowed to play basketball uh for the brooklyn nets in brooklyn uh but and and the point about this was like visiting players who were not vaccinated were allowed to play, but Kyrie was not because he's not vaccinated and he's it's a home game for him. So there was sort of an exception for visiting players, but not for play, for home players. And that's part of where um, this needs to be like, like they needed to kind of correct that. And so uh, I get why they did it. Uh, I just wish that they would have um, allowed, like like they would have, held the ban uh for other players as well uh coming in into to play in new in new york city but that's not I, what happened I,
1: I don't really get it honestly i i don't get yeah. it
2: um and i think this was more this was not about kyrie irving to be honest this was more about aaron judge i think if if you're okay like like yeah. the yankee new york Loves the shit out of the Yankees, except for the Mets fans, you know, and, you know, transplants and stuff. But like that, that's that city loves the Yankees. And if you can't have your star player playing in half of their games, 81 games, you can't say all oh, rise, you know, like all of that little fun shit that goes on, uh, like for Aaron Judge and all that stuff. So it's it, it it's not good. And I think that this like there would be a lot of hell to pay for. Uh, for the mayor and for the you know the the all the officials in new york city so i think this was this is about uh Aaron judge as much as it was anybody else so i mean that's all i really wanted to add in on that um and uh if you got anything else to add on that anybody or no nah, we're good
1: i just I, the reason why i don't get it is i feel like i mean you kind of answered it with Aaron judge but they're caving in to what makes the money right i mean and i'm just i i'm not okay yeah, with that
2: if, if- They had held the ban for visiting players. That's one thing. But since they weren't, then it's just, you're just kind of punishing yourself, I guess. So either you ban everybody or you ban nobody and they, they ended up electing to ban nobody. So
1: whatever. I agree. Makes sense to me.
2: All right. So one last thing before we go uh, for the day, I just want to do a quick little double check on our NCAA bracket. Um, Tyler, you have clinched third place. You maxed out at 44 points. Um, all you know, like we knew your bracket was toast. Sam and I both um, were fighting for the lead. Sam, you have 66 points, but your bracket is done. I have 67 points, and I'm still alive if Kansas keeps playing. So. I've secured the win. Yay me. It's my birthday. It's my birthday, but it really is my birthday at least tomorrow. So
1: <laughs> what did we agree on anything? Like, do, am I supposed to oh uh, No,
2: no, we didn't agree on shit. Of course, because that's, that's why I won, because we didn't put yeah. anything on the line. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, I'd have 10 oh, points. So like uh, if, if we had agreed, like I would have gotten everything wrong if we had anything on the line. So I may have
1: made my bracket with alcohol in the system. That's a definite possibility.
2: All right. So that's where I I guess that's uh, any other topics for the good of the order, gentlemen.
0: I'm good. Good. Good show.
2: Okay. So just a good show. Just make sure to check us out on social media. You know, the handles SVT sports pod that's on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email SVT sports pod at Gmail. I look forward to hearing from you. So
1: there we are. No, no, we can't end it. No, mm mm. You didn't say your tagline.
2: Oh, that's right. Sliding door DMs. There, you, there go. you go. Thank you. Okay. Now we can end it. <laughs>